I won't do it from under the sheet. So we're in Revelation chapter 1, verses 1 to 8. The revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who testifies to everything he saw. That is, the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. John, to the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and power for ever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is, and who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. wins in the end? That's such a common question. Who's going to win the football, the rugby, the cricket? Who will win the next general election? Who will win the little battles of our lives? Will I get my own way? Or will my wife or my brother, or my sister. Who wins in the end? This is a much more important question regarding Jesus and Satan. Who wins in the end? Jesus and Satan, right now, are engaged in warfare. Jesus however, has already won the victory. He wins. That's the great lesson of the book of Revelation. Satan is a defeated foe, and yet he is still very active. He will be active until Jesus returns and finally confines Satan and all his demons to hell itself. Three lessons about Jesus the winner. Jesus brings us revelation about God's rule, about God's rescue. So firstly then, Jesus brings us revelation. Verse 1, the revelation from Jesus Christ which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. 
Most of us will remember Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. Prince Philip joked about himself that he was the most experienced plaque unveiler ever. He spent 70 years going around the country unveiling, opening schools and hospitals. When you unveil something, you draw back the curtain or pull off the cloth, as Becca showed earlier, and you reveal what is underneath. Revelation is a great unveiling, a great unveiling of spiritual reality. The curtain is pulled back, the cloth is pulled off, and we can see what is going on. We can see what's going on in the spiritual realm. The Greek word for revelation is apocalypsis. This is apocalyptic literature. There's other apocalyptic literature in the Old Testament, for example, in Daniel and Ezekiel. Apocalyptic literature uses strange imagery to show us something of what's going on in the spiritual realm. The imagery is strange to us, but it wasn't strange to John's first readers and hearers. I don't know what newspaper you read, but there used to be an advert for The Guardian. It showed a young man running towards a woman. Then in the second shot, you see that he's running to grab hold of an older man. It looks very much as if this older man is being mugged. But then you see the third shot, and the young man is actually saving the older man from being crushed by building rubble, which is about to fall from above. The Guardian is right. We do need the whole picture. Whether the Guardian is the place to go for the whole picture is for you to decide. I wonder what you think of Christianity. A recent survey asked people what they think of when they hear the word church. Cardigans? Sandals with socks, corrupt, scandal. Those things can be true, but it's not the whole picture. The church is made of sinful failures, like me. But to see the whole picture, look at Jesus Christ. We Christians are failures. But consider Jesus, the revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him 
to show his servant what must soon take place. I wonder how you think we can know things about God. Some people think they can think their way to God. But our tiny minds are too small. And what if my ideas about God are different from your ideas? How do I know if my ideas about God are any better than your ideas? Some people think they can know God from strange experiences. But again, what if my experiences are different to your experiences? Who is right? The Christian claim, the claim of the Bible is that God has revealed himself to us. This is the only way we can know anything about God with certainty. And this is exactly what God gives us in the Bible. Jesus brings revelation. This is in verse 2. The word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. If God speaks and Jesus testifies, will you believe that? Verse 3. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it, because the time is near. Do you want to be blessed? I want to be blessed. Well, if you want to be blessed, read this book and take it to heart. Believe God's word and trust God's word. This is revelation. And it's revelation, secondly, about God's Rule. John in verse 4 is Jesus' disciple. John gives, Jesus gives to John the words in Revelation to the seven churches in the province of Asia. There were actually more than seven churches in the province of Asia, modern day Turkey. There were more than seven, but in the book of Revelation, the number seven stands for completeness. So John is writing to the complete church, the whole church. Grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come. This is a message from God. This is a revelation of God. And from the seven spirits before his throne, the seven spirits, or 
the sevenfold spirit is the Holy Spirit. Seven speaks of completeness. God the Father is God. God the Son is God. God the Holy Spirit is God. God is three in one. God is Trinity. And we receive grace and peace from the Holy Trinity, from him who is and who was and who is to come, from the sevenfold Spirit, and, verse 5, from Jesus Christ. Now notice, as heaven is opened and the spiritual realm is unveiled, there's a throne in verse 4. And Jesus is described as the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. Revelation is written during the reign of the Roman emperor Domitian. Domitian demanded worship from his subjects. They were to call him our Lord and God. Imagine that. Imagine if we had to call King Charles our Lord and God. Domitian was just a man. Domitian died in 96 AD. He was not God. Jesus is God. And Jesus is the ruler of the kings of the earth. What a comfort to the Christians in John's day as they faced persecution for refusing to call Domitian our Lord and God. What a comfort to know that Jesus really is God. And Jesus is the ruler of Domitian and the ruler of the kings of the earth. The Christians in John's day had to make a decision. Would they allow Jesus to rule in their lives? Would they worship Jesus as God? Or would they fit in and call Domitian God? We don't face that challenge, but when we're with our friends, will we obey Jesus as God or will we fit in? Will we get drunk like everyone else? Will we do the same things our friends are doing? Or will we please Jesus as King? 
there is a throne. There is a God who rules all things. Perhaps you haven't seen the complete picture before. This is revelation about God's rule. Jesus is the king we must obey. And this is revelation, thirdly, about God's rescue. Verse 5b, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. This is God's rescue. Jesus loves us. Do you see that there? To him who loves us. Jesus loves us. You've probably heard preachers say that the world-famous theologian Karl Barth was asked, what is the greatest truth you have discovered as a theologian? To which he replied, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. In my former church, a man came to our services with his family. And then one Sunday evening, he told me, I want to become a Christian. So I took him into a side room and opened the Bible. And I was about to give him a verse to read when something stopped me. I realized this man can't read. Some months later, we baptized the man, and the song he chose was, Jesus loves me, this I know. This truth was precious to Karl Barth. It was precious to the illiterate man. It's precious to me. Is it precious to you? Have you discovered that Jesus loves you? Have you been freed from your sins? Well, you say, I'm not such a great sinner. I mean, nobody's perfect, but I've never killed anyone. I've never done anyone any harm. Really? The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. But if you are a Christian, if Jesus is your king, if you've been rescued by Jesus, then you've been freed from your sins. You've been completely forgiven by his blood. Jesus Christ, God made man, the perfect one, the sinless one, shed his blood on the cross in our place. 
he was punished that we may go free and that we might be transformed. Verse 6. Jesus has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father. The Bible says that once we were not a people. We were just a bunch of no-hopers. But then Jesus rescued us. He made us a kingdom. We are the kingdom of God. And we are priests, all of us. We represent Jesus in the world. To him be glory and power forever and ever. And the great good news is in verse 7. Look, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him. Jesus is coming back. He's coming for us. He's coming to take us home to the new creation. It'll be a wonderful day for God's people. But every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him. And those who reject him. All peoples on earth will mourn because of him. Those who reject Jesus will be judged when he returns and confined to hell. Are you ready for that day? Are you loving Jesus? Are you trusting Jesus? He is coming. Verse 8, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Jesus is the winner. That's great good news, isn't it? Satan is the loser. Are you on Jesus' team? Are you one of his people? Jesus brings us revelation about God's rule, about God's rescue. Well, are you reading the Bible? It is Jesus' revelation. It is God's word to us. It's about God's rule. Is Jesus your king? It's about God's rescue. Has Jesus rescued you? I wonder how you feel to be going into a new year. Are you confident? Are you looking forward to it? Well, here's how to start the new year. Make Jesus 
your king. Let's pray. Father, how we thank you that Jesus brings revelation. Thank you that he's pulled back the curtain. He's pulled off the cloth and shown us the spiritual realm. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for Jesus. And we thank you for this revelation about your rule. Please rule in each of our lives. Please make Jesus our King. And thank you that this is revelation about your rescue. Please, Lord, would each one of us be rescued from hell for heaven, for a relationship with you. Lord, be with us as we go into this new year. In Jesus' name, amen.